I have the sudden urge to go play some ultimate frisbee. Hey everybody, welcome to the show. This is of course the Breakfast Bar Podcast with me, the Condor. This is the show that I record right here at the Breakfast Bar in my very own kitchen. I'm going to drink six rounds today, as per usual, and we're going to talk about some stuff. But first, I want to introduce what we're drinking and why we're drinking it. That is a very, very important part of this episode today. I want to thank everybody. I put out a big blast on my social media this week and said, Hey guys, what should I drink on next week's show? And you all responded, and it was amazing, and it was very flattering that I got as many responses as I did, because that means people are listening. This week is brought to you by Kelsey, a friend of mine from New Hampshire. She runs a podcast called The Death Cast. She's been very supportive and, and active on my social media for this podcast and she was one of the first people to respond to my request unfortunately her response was fireball so this week we are drinking everyone's favorite cinnamon flavored whiskey fireball it's got the fun little angry devil man on the front and it makes you regret all your life choices oh god it's so bad um i am mixing it with coke because I'm a wimp when it comes to this stuff. When I got the request, I turned to one of my bartenders and I said, man, I'm not trying to drink this stuff straight. Is there anyone, any way that you know of something I can mix this with so that it lessens the blow a little bit? And he suggested vanilla Coke. Unfortunately, vanilla Coke isn't very big down here, I guess. And it was very, very difficult to find. So I'm going straight classic coca-cola anyway kelsey's podcast can be found it is called the death cast it's a really really cool podcast Uh, it's all about death the different phases of death if you're like me and you find yourself late at night reading about serial killers and their methods and, and and sadistic things like that then you're gonna like this podcast it's really really cool it's very interesting it's very informative and it's definitely something that that I can see a lot of people getting into. You can find the podcast on Audioboom, iTunes, SoundCloud. Uh, their Facebook page is facebook.com slash deathcastpod. The Twitter is at deathcastpod. She's got a really cool podcast, and she's got some really cool stuff going on. And uh, you should go check it out. So let's get round one underway so I don't have to suffer through this too too much it's been about four or five years i think since the last time i drank fireball in any capacity it's generally not uh, my favorite thing to put into my mouth uh i i generally think that fireball is reserved for frat boys doing shots at parties trying to get way too drunk without tasting anything That being said, mixing it with Coke is going to actually make this take a lot longer to drink. So I'm going to do my best. This might become the burpiest episode I ever record. Look forward to the next episode where I feature more uh, listener-sponsored drinks and 
we're actually moving into beer. Next episode, we're going back to my homeland of New England with Sam Adams Boston Lager. It is sponsored by my younger brother, Austin. He wanted me to find something from my actual homeland of New Hampshire, but New Hampshire is so tiny that nothing they brew up there distributes down here. Uh, I actually legitimately got in touch with beer reps at distributors around town and asked them if they knew of any beers that were from even that area that distributed down here. And I was looking for anything, Vermont, Maine, uh, and the only answer I could get was Sam Adams. So that's what I'm going with. Uh, it's, it's close enough. It's probably about an hour and a half away from where I actually want to get my beer from, but, you know, I, I got to do my best with what I got. Sorry, Austin. Anyway, let's move it along to round two. Round two is going to be toast this week, where I toast all of you. The response has been awesome. I'm seeing steady, steady rise in listenership, and uh, I, I'm flattered. It means people are talking about the podcast. It means you're telling your friends, and you're getting people to log on to either SoundCloud or iTunes and listen to me drink for an hour, which is it's deeply, deeply flattering. I am very, very excited. So excited, in fact, that I'm going to do my best to record two episodes today so that I can deliver as much content as quickly as humanly possible. We'll see how this fireball goes. It's actually not as bad as I remember it. I would like to continue to thank the people who have been along for the ride from day one. My brother Austin, obviously Kelsey from Deathcast, and I'd actually like to take this opportunity. Kelsey, I know you're listening because you sponsored this and you made me do this. I'm going to call you out right now and say, I think it's time for a crossover episode. Let's have an episode where we drink six rounds. I bet we can come up with a pretty good topic. I'm telling you that we'd have to do it remotely because we're, you know, 2,000 miles away from each other. But I think this is uh, a very clear sign that it's time for a crossover episode. Deathcast at the breakfast bar. Actually, you know, one I'd actually really like to do, if we could, I'd love to do an episode on serial killers. Do six rounds of us drinking, and then each round is a different, we highlight a different serial killer or something from history, and I think that would be a damn good episode. So, hit me up. I know you got my social media stuff, because that's why I'm drinking this garbage. Let me know. We'll, we'll talk my people will get in touch with your people and and so on also a quick little shout out while i finish this drink to albertson's i know my listeners up north don't really know what albertson's is but it's basically like the shaws of the south they have an entire like section off to the side just for liquor and i'm telling you right now i'm starting to get on a first name basis with those people they see me way more often than they probably should, but the liquor selection is second to none, and they are always very, very helpful when I'm looking for something specific. Uh, it's very, very difficult for me to find that Henry McKenna that I drank in the last episode, or you know whatever else I'm looking for. I did specifically ask Austin, before you say anything, 
I did specifically ask if they had any New Hampshire beers in stock, and they were like, uh, where is that? And the, that's all I needed to know to be like, never mind, I'll just take the Sam Adams. Thank you very much. That's going to do it for round two. Let's move on to round three, where I answer some questions. Now, I still don't have any uh, listener questions right now. I've got a couple lined up for next week, but this week I want to go back to Old Faithful Yahoo Answers. I've got a fun one lined up for us today from, well, they're anonymous. So the question isn't funny in itself, but I, I gotta I got to get to the bottom of this one. Their question is, what is your all-time favorite horror remake? They clarify, mine is Halloween 2007. Deal with it. They say deal with it like I'm going to argue. I don't give a shit what your favorite uh, horror remake is, to be completely honest with you. I'll I'll deal with it all day long. No, No worries. I'm looking at down a list here, and I'm seeing some good ones. Amityville Horror. Ryan Reynolds. Really? He's he's great and everything, but I don't know about that one, buddy. That's kind of a... That's a tricky one. A couple people agree, a couple people don't. I, I'm going to throw it out there. My favorite remake in recent years has got to be Evil Dead. I love the original for my own reasons. I think it's a, a really... It's a good film in itself, and it does a lot of cool... It was an interesting film for the time, but I do want to say I I also love it for the novelty of the trilogy. I love Evil Dead. I love Army of Darkness, and I actually just recently started watching uh, Ash vs. the Evil Dead. Hilarious. Uh, uh, Bruce Campbell, you still got it, buddy. Uh, If you ever want to have a drink with me and, and have a conversation, hey, hit me up. I'll have you on the podcast. Wouldn't that be a great first guest, Bruce Campbell? Damn. I'm going to have to follow him around to Comic-Cons because Lord knows he's there. I actually, I was kind of surprised to not see that one on this list. I think the remake actually really did the original film a lot of justice. It wasn't as campy, obviously, because, I mean, let's be honest, the original Evil Dead is its the definition of a campy movie. It's silly and it's goofy and it, it, the practical effects are ridiculous and it's so 80s, it hurts. But The Evil Dead, the new one, is, it's a good movie in its own right. But it's still kind of, it makes you love the first one just as much. It, it, I wa- actually watched a, a little bit of a, I don't know if it was a, it wasn't really a documentary, it was just kind of a YouTube video that somebody put out with all the fun facts about the Evil Dead and the original Evil Dead. And I was actually really impressed by some of it, because I didn't... I knew the budget was low, but I didn't really know how low. And just the origin story of the movie itself is is so fascinating. And to see what it became, to see... I mean, it made Bruce Campbell... An absolute legend. That movie alone is basically his career. Obviously, he had some other stuff. I will say, I well, the first thing that I saw Bruce Campbell in was absolutely not The Evil Dead. I was never a horror movie guy, but there was a 
a TV show. It was on network TV, God, like 20 years ago. And it was, God, I, I want to say it was called like Jack of All Trades or something. It was something silly. And it was a silly show. And if you didn't take it too seriously, it was a great show. And Bruce Campbell was awesome in it. His chin was great. And he looked great. I'm telling uh, people knock Bruce Campbell. Nobody I know, but people do probably. And I'm going to tell you right now, I don't think that man's aged a, a day in the last 20 years. Good, good for you, Bruce. Man, what fountain of youth are you drinking from? Because he, he's, he's done well. Ash and the Evil Dead is actually... The first episode was probably... I don't know if it was a burst of nostalgia. I don't know if it was, you know, just seeing that those practical effects with a little bit more of a modern twist coming to life again. But it was so it was what I needed. It's what the franchise needed for sure. And it was really, really cool to see. It's a really good show. If you haven't seen it yet, check it out. Absolutely watch it. I'm telling you after the first episode, you're going to be hooked. Bruce, Bruce is, he does a great job in it, and uh, it, it's almost like the series never ended. It's just like he's picking up where, right where he left off, and it's awesome. And I mentioned the chin, but that's just because the, the man's got the squarest jawline without being like Jay Leno. The, he has the hero's jawline. Like... I don't know if anybody remembers this. I don't know if anybody listening to this remembers this. But I don't know if it was a musical web series or or what it was necessarily called. But it was um, a, a series called Dr. Horrible's Sing-Along Blog. I don't know if anyone hearing this has ever heard that. But definitely check it out, by the way. You'll be really surprised by the star power in it. It stars uh, Neil Patrick Harris and Nathan Fillion and Felicia Day. And it's hilarious, and I love it. I really do. I always thought if there was one change I could make to Dr. Horrible, it would be to make Bruce Campbell Captain Hammer. That would be my ideal cast. Nathan Fillion is great. He's great in everything he's ever done. Um, he's a, a deeply charming man, and everybody loves him. His fans love him. I love him. He's great. But if there's one... If I had to make a casting change to Dr. Horrible. And there was one person that I could think of to put into that role, Bruce Campbell. Captain Hammer. I mean, think about it for a second. It just makes sense. He's got that square jawline. He's got that that deep, heroic voice. And he, he commands the stage whenever he's on it. I mean... God, if I ever met Bruce Campbell, I would probably just faint. There are very few celebrities that I become starstruck with. Those that know me uh, know I lived in New Orleans for eight years. And you might not know that New Orleans was, for a while, called the Hollywood of the South. Movie companies after Katrina were given tax breaks to film in New Orleans. So a lot of movies did. That's why you get movies like 21 and 22 Jump Street. 22 Jump Street wasn't just filmed in New Orleans, it was filmed on my college's campus while I was there. Ran into Jonah Hill often, to say the least. So I have 
seen and encountered my fair share of celebrities. I have many, many stories, and someday I'm sure you'll all hear them all. But um, so it's gotten to the point where it's it's hard to get me starstruck these days. But I'm telling you right now, if I was walking through the grocery store, pushing my cart, and I ran into Bruce Campbell, I mean, get me a change of underwear because I would lose it. I would just lose all control right there. Just all over. I would clean up on aisle four. It'd be a mess. And then I'd, I'd go down in internet history as the guy who shit himself in front of Bruce Campbell in a grocery store. All right, guys, that's it for round three. That's all I got to say on the subject. I know I was supposed to answer a question. I kind of did. But I ended up talking a lot about my boy Bruce. I got a quick message for you while I go break the seal. And we will be right back with round four and a brand new segment. See you soon. Hey guys, it's me. Just with a little reminder of how you can get in touch with the show while I am also in the other room taking a little pee break. Our Facebook page is facebook.com slash the breakfast bar podcast our instagram is at the breakfast bar podcast our twitter is at bbarcast you can follow our untapped page for all the fun beers and things we're drinking our gmail account if you would like to get in touch with the show for any reason is the breakfast bar podcast at gmail.com and if you'd like to contribute to the show if you'd like to support what we're doing here and give us a little something something to thank us for providing such excellent content for you the patreon page is of course patreon.com slash the breakfast bar as always you can find new episodes every wednesday on soundcloud itunes and podomatic for you android users out there i really appreciate the response we've been getting for all the shows and i'd love to see it keep on coming if you guys have any suggestions, any kind of improvements, anything you like, anything you don't like, feel free to drop me a comment and let me know how I'm doing. I can't do this show well without good, solid feedback from the people who want to listen to more. I really, really appreciate everybody listening, and I want to keep it going. I want to keep this show going. Thanks a lot, guys. I really appreciate everybody listening, and without further ado back to the show and we're back for round four I wanted to introduce a brand new segment to the show this is a segment where I take the microphone off of the table and I head on over to the stove and we talk to Joni my lovely girlfriend to see what she's got cooking these days in a segment I like to call Joni's cooking corner Hey, Jody, what are you cooking today? Ah, yeah! <laughs> oh, ah! Stop it! Hey. Ah! Oh, oh, God! Ah! Oh, God! Jeez. No, stop! Oh, God! Get out of the kitchen! Wow, thanks, honey. That sounds delicious. I can't wait to give that a try. Tune in next time when Joni gives us her my god, I love that woman's cooking. You know, Joni comes from a long line of Cajun chefs. 
And if you're ever in the Monroe, Louisiana area, they have a lovely little restaurant on the side of the road called Cormier's. They do catering and they are probably some of the best crawfish in the state during crawfish season. Crawfish season can be very, very short, but they've got some of the biggest and the best crawfish in the state. And I absolutely love them. I didn't have crawfish until probably, I don't know, a few years ago when I first moved to Louisiana. And uh, I've been hooked ever since. I'm a lobster guy. I've always been a lobster guy. But crawfish works for me too. Let's keep this moving right along now into the roast section of the show. This is where I have my drinks. And I talk about some things that need to be talked about. Even if not everybody necessarily agrees with them. Today's roast comes to you thanks to the time of year. It is Mardi Gras season, y'all, and the city is shutting down. That's right. Some of my northern friends do not understand how things go at Mardi Gras, but man, uh, it's, it's a lot of fun. It's great, but during the Mardi Gras season, whatever city you are in, in the south, I say the south because it's not just Louisiana, it's not... People generally think of Mardi Gras as being a strictly New Orleans thing. It really isn't. Everybody's got their own Mardi Gras. And some of the Mardi Gras around here get pretty serious. So what they do is they shut down the city, or most of the city anyway, and they prep it for the parades. Generally, when you have a Mardi Gras parade coming through, it's going down a fairly main road which means a lot of people are going to be very inconvenienced. They are already shutting down streets out here. We don't even have Mardi Gras for another week or two. And it's getting pretty tough for me to get to work. I live on the opposite side of town from my job, so I, I have to drive across town to get to work. And I have had to basically become the Lewis and Clark of Lafayette, Louisiana, just trying to get to work, just mapping out my route. It's a real pain in the ass, and I'm really over it already, and Mardi Gras hasn't even started yet. It's not half as bad as New Orleans was. New Orleans was really awful, like, especially being an employer in New Orleans. There were days that I could get to work fairly easily, but my employees, it, it had to be a legitimate excuse that you got caught behind a parade or caught, got caught on the other side of the parade route trying to get to work. Because, I mean, what can you do about it? There is really nothing you can do or say to an employee that's going to be late to work because there's a parade. It happens all the time. There was I've been working in restaurants in New Orleans for the last, I don't know, four years. And it's always the worst because, especially when you have multiple restaurants, because sometimes a restaurant runs out of product. That's just the way it goes. Anyone who's ever worked in a restaurant knows what I'm talking about. Sometimes one location will run out of a product and has to go to another one and say, hey, you got some of these that you can spare for me. Uh, there was a Mardi Gras, I want to say two years ago. I was on one side of the parade route at one of our restaurants and a restaurant of ours that was on the other side of the parade route had run out of a particular product that they needed to have. So out of necessity, I had to fill a backpack with 
let's be honest, about 50 pounds of raw meat and run from that one location. It was up on Magazine Street in New Orleans. If you're from New Orleans, you know where that is, to the other location on Ferret Street, which is, I'm talking like normally without any kind of traffic, you're looking at like a 45 minute walk. I had a parade in the way. I had Mardi Gras in the way. So I'm sitting here. I am on a pretty serious time crunch because this raw meat ain't going to last too long. So I am running through parades and crowds of people with 50 pounds of raw meat in the backpack on my back trying to get this product to another place. Working during Mardi Gras sucks. There's no other word for it. It sucks. And I get it. When you're a tourist during Mardi Gras, you come down to see the cool stuff that ha that's happening during Mardi Gras. It's really cool. It's really interesting and it's fun. But a bunch of y'all fail to remember that there are people that live and work in the city and it can become very confrontational. I have gotten into fights at Mardi Gras because I'm trying to get to work. I'm sorry that your family has to like move over for a second to let me through the crowd so that I can get across the parade route and get to work to make a living. Like, I hate to break it to you guys. I have, the last time I moved, before I moved out of New Orleans, I picked the spot that I wanted to live in specifically because it was close to work so I could walk during Mardi Gras. That's the thought process. This one time of year that I needed to be able to walk to work, that was the whole decision process on where I lived for the entire year. It was awful. And I never want to do it again. Mardi Gras in New Orleans. It's a lot of fun. And I, I highly, highly, highly recommend that you experience it at some point in your life because it is super cool. And it's a really cool experience to see those gigantic floats going down St. Charles Avenue or in the French Quarter or wherever. But working during Mardi Gras, like having to be at work while there's a Mardi Gras parade going on, you are either going to have to show up several hours early for work to avoid the parade traffic, or you're going to have to figure out how you're going to walk to work. And it sucks. It's awful. Uh, this right here, I don't think I'm going to have to walk in Lafayette because it is still a fairly small town compared to New Orleans. But these small towns, I sort of have a feeling these small towns go really, really hard to do a good Mardi Gras. Like I said, Mardi Gras is a lot of fun. I went to college in New Orleans, so I got four, five good years of Mardi Gras under my belt where I didn't have any responsibilities and I could afford to just spend all day long hanging out at the parade route grilling hot dogs and drinking beer. But it can be a chore if you actually have responsibilities like a real adult. New Orleans is a city that I always recommend for mid-20s. It's, it's, a, it's a young town, and it has to be, because people in their 20s are the only people that are going to put up with what they got to put up with down there. Like I said, I was in college. I was... 
I had, you know, a few classes, and we got the week off for Mardi Gras, so it's not like anybody was taking anything seriously during the entire Mardi Gras season, and I didn't even have a car, or a real job, so I didn't have to be anywhere except for class, and you could afford to go to class and start pre-gaming in your class, and then just, like, load up your adventure pack and head off to the parades. I lived very, very close to the parade route all through college, and I was very, very fortunate in that I could go straight to the parades from where I lived, but Mardi Gras can be tough, and it it really, really sucks when you, the only route you have to get to and from work or the places that you need to go is like the Mardi Gras route, because like I said, we're like a week and a half out from Mardi Gras in here in Lafayette, and they're already shutting down streets. I tried to um, drive down one of the main roads uh, today, and it took me about twice as long as it should have because they've already got barricades up. I'm not really sure what the point of doing it this early is, but hey, whatever. Hey, and by the way, Lafayette Police Department, get your shit together. Please. Mardi Gras is a big deal. You guys gotta, you know, it's the one time of year you can't derp around. Like, like you do every other day of the year. I'm calling you guys right out. This is the police force I'm calling out. Lafayette PD, get your shit together. I've met some of your officers. Some of your officers are great. Other of your officers, it's like, ooh, buddy. I don't know how you got this job or who you know, but man, good luck. These small town cops, man, they have no idea. I mean, let's be honest. NOPD, New Orleans Police Department. We all know what NOPD stands for. Not our problem, dude. So I know my fair share of <laughs> lazy cops, but Lafayette, just be ready for Mardi Gras, man, because... I know my restaurant in particular is throwing whiskey basically into the crowd, so I can't imagine we're alone on that. This shit's this shit's gonna get crazy. I fully intend to enjoy Mardi Gras. I fully intend to, you know, at least see a parade, and you know, catch some beads. That's another thing, Northerners, my Northern listeners, when you talk about New Orleans, I always see it the first thing you think is Mardi Gras. I don't really get that after living in Mardi, in, in Mardi Gras, living in New Orleans, but I can kind of see how you would think that. No, Mardi Gras happens for like, it's like a month out of the year for Mardi Gras. And it's not what you think it is. Nobody in New Orleans, no locals in New Orleans pull up their shirt to flash for beads. That's, like, not a thing. I don't know where that comes from. I don't know. It probably comes from the same place that Nolens things come from. By the way, if you ever visit New Orleans, for the love of God, do not ever say Nolens. That is the biggest pet peeve of every single local there, and you will be punched in the face, especially if you're in the French Quarter, because if you're in the French Quarter, chances are pretty good. You've had a few beers. It's about 2 o'clock in the afternoon, and you're standing in a pile of someone else's vomit. So, the situation 
already ain't super great. But you run around saying, oh, I love Nolans. You are going to either get robbed or you're going to get beat up. That's the only way to say it. Tourists, just stop. Stop with your shit. And for the love of God, stop wearing flip-flops to the French Quarter. If you wear flip-flops in the French Quarter, you're walking out of there with about 15, 19, 20s diseases. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if tuberculosis has an, a resurgence thanks to old white people walking around the French Quarter in Hawaiian shirts, short, yeah, Hawaiian shirts and flip-flops. Just stop it. My best vacation advice that I can give to you, especially if you're coming to visit New Orleans, is wear what you would normally. Wear your normal human clothes. Because if you're not willing to dress like that at home, what makes you think it's okay to dress like that on vacation? You look like an idiot. You look like you look like you wanted to go on a Hawaiian beach vacation, but couldn't afford the plane fare to get quite that far. Your, your plane fell short and ended up in Louisiana. I get it. It's hot. You want something that breathes well. But for the love of God, just throw a t-shirt on. You're going to thank me later for this. And those goddamn straw hats y'all wear. I don't know where you find this shit. I don't know where this stuff comes from. You know, anybody listening knows what I'm talking about. I'm talking about those big, wide straw hats that every old white person seems to wear. They, they always wear them on vacation. They always wear them walking around somewhere they don't know. I've seen them in the middle of New York City. I don't know where you people are finding this stuff. But for the love of God, stop. Just just stop. It's not cool. You look like a dork. If you're worried about your head getting burnt, put on a baseball cap. Like, like a normal person. Just, why? Why on earth? For those of you who don't know me very well, tourists are one of my biggest pet peeves. Especially the ones that walk around with, like, the camera hanging around their neck. And the fanny pack and like uh, granola bars in their pockets and shit like that's tourism doesn't have to be a dork fest you can be a tourist and look like a local people in new orleans they don't dress that differently this isn't a third world country it's still america it's louisiana you are allowed to dress like a normal human being if you dress like that in your waking life how on earth do you stay employed i can't think of a single company that would allow someone on casual Fridays to show up with the lime on their nose and a granola bar in one hand with a camera around their neck. Stop. Because I'm telling you right now, New Orleans, it's not a third world country, but it's rough. So if somebody knows you're not from around there, they're going to take you for everything you're worth and you have no one to blame but yourself. Asshole. Also, a little bit of tourist advice. Tip your bartender. Don't be a dick. Tip your bartender. And now on to round six. Round six, I'm going to actually highlight uh, an app of the week for us this week. This week, my app of the week is SoundCloud Pulse. It's one I use fairly frequently. And I would encourage anybody on SoundCloud to use it as well. I was pretty hesitant about even posting to SoundCloud at all 
but it has turned out to be one of the most valuable resources I have. I actually have the Unlimited Pro account on SoundCloud, which is a little bit pricey at $15 a month, but it gives you a lot of really cool tools. Like you can see where your listeners are and how many people are listening and how many people are liking your posts and everything. And you can, it gives you a fun little graph with how many listens you've gotten from SoundCloud and from third-party apps. I use SoundCloud as the feed into my iTunes account, so I can also see how many people have listened on iTunes specifically. And it's really, really cool. It's actually um, unexpected. I wasn't expecting to have the kind of tools at my disposal that SoundCloud has offered, but it's really, it's really, really good. Uh, it downloads right on my phone. I can check it whenever I want. You know, he, if I'm at work and you know pooping on company time, I can check on the stats of the podcast and and see how everything's doing and see uh, most importantly which tracks people are liking, so I can kind of get an idea of what I'm doing right and what people are looking for and what people enjoy. So if you're a creator of anything, uh, be it music or a podcast or or anything on SoundCloud, I definitely, definitely recommend uh, downloading SoundCloud Pulse. It's a, it's a neat little app and it's got some really cool, really, really cool stuff on it. I don't have much more to say on the app itself, so I'm going to leave you with some final thoughts. Uh, Fireball, it was a tough one. It was not quite what I was expecting. It's not something that I enjoy, and it's still not something that I enjoy after recording this. It's a cool-looking bottle, but that's pretty much it. It's cheap, so I kind of understand and it's something that uh, that's easy to pick up at just about any grocery store. But let's be honest, for the money, I could buy a bottle of Jim Beam and just be as happy. I could be happier, honestly. It's like drinking a pack of big red gum. Fireball and Coke, not such a terrible combination. That, actually, that combination, before I, I go, I want to give a little shout out to the guy who gave me that combination. He's a bartender here in Lafayette and um, real nice dude, real good bartender. I got a lot of respect for him. That's why I kind of asked him specifically what I should be putting into my fireball. Also, he's like one of the frattiest guys I know, so I know he drinks a lot of fireball or at least he's seen a lot of fireball get drank. So he knows his shit. That's kind of the important part. I'm going to end the episode in my usual fashion and say this has been the breakfast bar. I have been the condor. I really appreciate you guys listening and uh, I look forward to reading any comments or, or any feedback that you guys have for me. Again, our social media is at facebook.com slash the breakfast bar podcast you could find us on instagram at the breakfast bar podcast you could find us on twitter at bbarcast our untapped page is the breakfast bar without any spaces you can get in touch with me through gmail with the breakfast bar podcast at gmail.com 
And of course, if you would like to contribute anything to the show to kind of help it keep running, like I said, I've got that pro uh, SoundCloud account. Ain't cheap. You can find our Patreon page, patreon.com slash the breakfast bar. Keep in mind, every single week, Wednesdays, brand new episodes. Uh, looking forward to drinking along with you and finding some new stuff to drink with everybody. I would love to hear your opinions on what I should drink next. I've got the next two episodes lined up, but I'm going to be looking for more. So please, please, please get in touch with me and let me know what you would like to hear me drink. And for the love of God, let's not do any more fireball, please. I'm, I, I can't do it. I'm just one man. And I'm, I'm just a man. Anyway, thank you guys very much for listening. I appreciate it. And as always, don't be a dick. Good night, everybody.